0: Introduce Kent. Well, he already introduced himself. I feel like uh, we've known Kent forever. I mean, it's just really cool. And, uh, oh, 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 And, uh, so, well, bro, come on. Preach it. Use Use it.
1: Let everything that hath breath... Ezekiel 37, I want you to open your Bibles, get your media device, iPhone, iPad, it's a crazy world right now. Now get the word out, somebody say I love the word. Um, uh, first of all, Rob has been burning up the sky, this is my boy over here. Look at Rob, he's left-handed, Left David's left-handed warriors. I'm ambidextrous. We can kill you with the right hand or the left hand, or we could heal you with the left hand or the right, okay, whichever. He's been doing these things. I asked him. I gave my cell. He's given me his information. Um, This set of meetings has really marked my year. I'm not fooling. I'm telling you, it's been very powerful. I I went out to a friend's church. I had a cancellation a couple weeks ago, and I'll tell you exactly what happened. This church... Mississippi, which I love to go to West Virginia, Arkansas, Mississippi. I mean, they've been the butt end of jokes long enough in America, all the stupid jokes about them. And this church booked a week. And when I got off the phone, I said, shouldn't have done that. Because they're a certain kind of church that says they want to go deeper, but they're really seeker sensitive. And it would have been too much for them probably. The pastor is over 70. The worship leader is over 60. <laughs> and um (laughs) well it could be good bro if you know if we get the hot pursuit of god (laughs) i mean just because we turn 50 we should not stop pursuing the lord but anyway i ended up at kingsley walker's church in saint peter's by my house i hadn't realized i hadn't been there for a number of years and uh, we're doing a set of prophetic meetings on monday night called the gateway to worship uh, 50 days of worship from passover to pentecost and so I signed up to do eight Monday nights. It's rare I would ever do that. What we do in the prayer room is so much more powerful than special meetings that I've been to. I just don't do them much anymore. I'm being honest. But I went out to this church, and they, bro, they just honored me. There was some older and younger people there. And I almost fell off the piano bench because they said, wow. It, it just, and they took an offering. Well, I'm standing there. The church actually prays 9 to 10 o'clock. They have real intercessors. This lady, um, she took off praying, bro. And I mean, the power of God started coming. She was interceding. At first, they had no music underneath of it, which I was heading to the piano. Another lady kind of got in there. But I'm standing there at 905 looking at a banner. James Nesbitt is this guy's name. If you want to get uh, a picture for your business or your your home, he does... um, multi he does up to 300 layers of graphics it's all lion of judah stuff bride of christ i can't remember his website but if you put his name james nesbitt it's any as it is because i was thinking about him with rob here anyway I'm, and i know five i'm looking up at one of his posters the key of david that hung vertically i mean it's a, it's a banner on the wall it has isaiah 22 22 There's only two times the key of David is mentioned in the Scripture. The other one is in the book of Revelation. The key of David, I'm going to... Does it have musical notes coming out of it? It actually means the authority of the Messiah. Mitch, is this your wife, Ruth? Oh, my God. You got blessed, too, bro. What happened? Son, this happens to me every week. And I remember I told you, what is your name? Leah, Leah, you are so beautiful. What are you doing hanging out with this guy? How long you been hanging out together, oh, oh, bro? We need a faster answer than that. Oh, it took both. Both of them are going. I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> no, I because you're so deep. I mean, I because I didn't see you guys running around together and stuff. And then uh, you said you're married to his brother. Okay, and we all need prayer. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> brother. But I, I really um, this key of David. I'm looking at this, saying Isaiah twenty-two, twenty-two. So I opened my Bible. Anyway, we did real deep stuff. It was awesome. And they took an offering at the end of the meeting. This church is not over 100 people, Rick. The offering was $2,222. Shut up. There's no way. And so I did a real quick study of the Key of David. I taught it to the interns, and we're blazing with it right now. But I'm just telling you, there's some really... We're on the edge of a great awakening. Somebody say Yes. If it's not now, it may never come, but I know it is now. A lot of prophetic people are saying the third great awakening in America is just a few inches away. So we come to Ezekiel 37, prophesy to the breath. What would you say? The Lord said, I want you to prophesy to my breath. To enter the slain army on the valley floor. You're going to prophesy over businesses all over this region, 60 mile radius. You're going to start releasing the prophesy to the breath, new life, new life. Verse 1, chapter 37. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord. Let's pray that over every pastor in America. Let's do it for about 30 days and see what happens. Let's pray over the Baptist pastors. United Methodist. Lord, this is what we do. We want you to bring the pastors out to their pulpit by your hand. Something supernatural is activated and happening if you're following me. And the Spirit of the Lord, at the hand of the Lord came upon him. And you brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord. And you set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones very dry bones. And He caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very, very many bones in the open valley. And indeed, they were very, very dry. And He said to me, Son of Man, can these bones live again? So I answered, O oh Lord God, you know. I got a problem with Ezekiel on this, dude. Yes or no? Well, which one? Did you cop out on Jehovah God there and He said, I'm asking you, Ezekiel, prophet boy of mine, can these bones live again? He's asking the dwelling place, the dry bones at all the university. I mean, there's two major universities and all this. Can the dry bones live again? Yes or no? I said, yes or no. No, the dry bones. If you drop down, I'm going to tell you the end of the story. How many have ever been reading a book? You weren't getting it. So you cheated and went to the last two chapters. No, be honest. How many have ever done You're at the beach reading or whatever. It says right here, So I prophesied as He commanded me. Breath came into them and they lived. And they stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army. These were the slain. If you go back in verse 9, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they might live again. They were slain. How many slain people are you around every day? If I do a youth conference, 52 to 55% of all the kids, and they're mostly under 25 of these... They're from divorced and broken homes, the slain ones. I've been a church counselor for over 35 years. They threw me into it when I was 22, never gave me any training. I just took the Holy Spirit in my Bible and actually got people help. I don't, I don't think that's a great way to start people in church counseling. But the bottom line is every addictive behavior Do you know, Mitch, stand up for a minute. Do you know how much I love you? If Mitch didn't know the Lord, maybe he was doing the bar, the tavern scene, or got some addictive behavior, just to come with the fullness of the mercy and the love of God to a slain lost. How many slain are you around every day, but you're not taking notice of them? Thanks, Mitch. I mean, we got to go, the slain, slain. that's why we prophesy to the breath of God. How many, they've been slain, but they're going to, look at verse 10 again, the end result, so I prophesied he commanded and breath came into them and they lived and stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army any day now, Lord, I'm waiting. I've been praying, I've been in ministry 39 years. I got saved December 30th, 72. Credible visitation of the Lord. I was I was e- spirit filled Easter night of '74. <clears throat> I've never looked back. God saved my life. I thank you, Jesus. It's still very real to me. But I'm waiting. Where's that exceeding great army? So we got what we pray for at Destiny Church is burn stones, valley of dry bones. And the laws, there's three categories we keep pressing into the Lord for, ben. The first is burnt stones, Nehemiah 4. Write it down. There's a bunch of people right now that aren't here today that should be here. That actually, if you gave them a phone call in the next three weeks, they'd actually come back. They're burnt stones. They're people that know the Lord. They've been touched by the Spirit. They know how to worship. And they also know the Bible. But George Barna, Barna Research in California, this guy is a Christian statistician. I I heard about him like eight years ago. Oh, guys, God, are you kidding me? Ugh. I don't want to hear nothing. I mean, that's all we need. Not a theologian, not a pastor, not a commentator. Uh, That's all we need. This guy studies statistics about Christian people. He's been doing it for a number of years. He said today, good news is 75 million people either are headed to church or they're in church right now. Out of 330 million people in America, not too bad. 75 million, I'll take that. How many feel like that's pretty good news? At least they're still showing up. I don't know what they're getting. I don't kind of mean they're in But he said the problem with the number is 25 million burnt stones are sitting home, reading the Christiansburg newspaper, drinking their coffee. They ain't going anywhere because they got burned out. There were children's church workers. There were ushers. There were worship team members. Their dream got crushed. We got to go after you can do a burnt stone campaign in the fall. School gets back in in August. And what you do is everybody puts the names of three people they know that really used to walk with the Lord, but they're away. They got hurt. Their dream got crushed. Everybody say burnt stones. How many of you are thinking of somebody right now that you could call this afternoon or by Tuesday night before you go to bed and say, I love you? I miss you. Is there anything I can pray for you about? If you actually get a list of burnt stones and you start calling them, now if they're toxic, we don't want them back yet. They got to get healed first. (laughs) We had a thing we did at Destiny many years ago while we were growing, when Phil Stern was still our pastor, Jim's dad. We said, check your toxins at the door. Now I'm serious. Don't come in and slime people on Sunday morning. Don't, we do, check your talk don't bring your poisons and don't church people we don't need that so check your toxins at the door so burn stones you're going to call somebody on the phone get your cell phone i love you i miss you don't hang up on me and some of you are still going to hear click they're going to and you're going to wait a couple days you're going to pray you're going to call them up and say i love you i miss you if you call the statistic is Out of 20 to 22 people, if you call burnt stones on the phone, three will come back within a couple weeks. Three burnt stones, 20 to 22. This is the average. I'm just saying, and they'll start ministering. They'll get healed up. We go to Valley of Dry Bones right here. Here's the Valley of Dry Bones. How many people have a denominational background that you came out of a denomination? Uh, Doug, what what was that, man? It was what? Methodist, man. I love the United... I go to the United... Aldersgate United Methodist down in College Station. I've been thinking about it because it's... College Station's huge, you know. Um, the uh, university down there and stuff. And uh, half the people are spirit-filled at the church and half of them are thinking about it. Because they're a bridge church in their community, for real. But, but I think about them because they're reaching people. Well, denominational people, I love them. And this is what hurts me for denominational people, personally. That the pastors of those churches, you've taken their tithes and offerings. You didn't do the right amount of prayer. And you never activated their spiritual gifts. The Lord has this against you. Catholic, Lutheran, Presbyterian. Welcome to the Valley of Dry Bones. The reason I love these people, they've been faithful with so little of the presence and anointing, I don't know how they made it. Baptist people, I go, dude, I I, I used to, we used to pick up hitchhikers all the time back in the day. Half of the hitchhikers were Baptists. I got, they were kids that just turned it all off. And then, you know, if they stayed in town, which some of them did, we got them saved. I mean, you know, they came back to the Lord and they were filled with the spirit. And said, so I get it now. So the Valley of Dry Bones, we have millions of people that just with a little of additional anointing, and I'm not putting it down, but I, you know what I'm talking about because many of you left dead churches. They were dead as a door now. You couldn't take it anymore. So we have, everybody say burn stones. There's a category we pursue. We'll see what happens in the fall. Then we go Valley of Dry Bones. Because these people do know the Lord on some level. And then the lost. How many of you were stinking it up when the Lord found you? You're a bunch of stinkers before. April and I are raising both of our hands right here. I'm not doing stinkies coming to your church, but it is a whole message unto itself. I'm for... So we got the three categories. Let's go back to verse 3. And Jesus asked the dwelling, dwelling place church in Christiansburg, can these bones live again? Well, that's pretty weak again. One more time. First service people, come on, unite. We go to verse 4. He said three things. Verse 4, again, I would think, Rick, that he would say, prophesy new life. He didn't do that. The first way you prophesy over dry bones, you say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. The first prophetic action over a valley of dry bones, if you pray for people, if you have friends there and they're really still, you know, have some hunger for the Lord, is you have to open the gateway to their hearing. You can go buy businesses. I mean, you have co-workers that you work with. They're not doing really good. Maybe they're, you know, they could be lost. That's a whole other thing. But you prophesy, open the gateway to their hearing. They got to hear. How can they hear unless people are sent in the book of Romans? And how can they be sent unless we help them get there? Like you got a mission trip going to Zambia and South Africa. Here we go. So the first thing, we want to, I'm giving you three things you're going to start prophesying in your daily life over houses in your subdivision, wherever you live, in your apartment complex. At school, you're going to start walking by dorms going, God, we prophesy to the dry bones, those that knew you but left, or they had bored stiff, it was in a dead church situation. You're going to say, open the gateway to their hearing, Lord. The, there's three different prophetic acts you find in Ezekiel 37. So prophesy, hear the word of the Lord. Open the gateway to the valley of drive. We go to verse 5. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you. I will bring flesh upon you. I'll cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you will know that I am the Lord because I put sinews on you. It's new life, new life, everything about life, everything about living water, new life, new life. You make all things new. Here's a prophetic word over this year for our church in St. Louis. It could be regional. It could be national. All hands on deck. It's a new day. It's a new time. It's a new page. It's a new chapter. I, I can't fit anything else in there. I mean, that's what I heard from the Lord. He said, Ken, it's a new day. This is a new time. It's a new page, a new chapter. Get out of the old chapter. Go to the new. Let him flip the page. He's doing it for you already. Just go with it. It's new, new, new. He makes all things new. So he puts right here. Out of verse 5, he said, Prophesy the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Open the gateway to hear you. Number 2, he said, Well, surely I'll cause a breath to enter into you. You're going to prophesy. Come to life. Come to life. Come to life. You're going to use your mouth. People don't get this. They don't even understand while they're worshiping that stuff is going out. Light, color, power is going out into the second heavens. You're interfering with the demonic kingdom over your city. Whenever you worship, one step higher is if you start singing and praying the word on top of anointed worship, devils start fleeing and getting out of the way. It's the power of blessing and binding. Blessing and binding. So we're going to start prophesying. Shane, we're going to start prophesying over appraisal jobs that you got. You're going to go out and say, God, I, that you, underneath your breath, you can pray in the spirit if you want. But I'm telling you, you get in your car before or after going, I'm pressed open the gateway, burnt stones, burnt stones, and they're going after the valley of dry bones. The valley they're two different categories, then the lost is a third category. Verse six, indeed, Ezekiel looked. The sinews and the flesh came upon them. Let, let's stop for a minute. You know, pre raiders of the lost ark, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings is Ezekiel. You're talking about Sci Fi. Oh my God. I mean, what kind of vision? I mean, what was he thinking? I ate too much pizza last night, anchovy pizza. Not cool, bro. You know, I mean, oh, my. He's, he's actually, uh, and somebody said last night, one of their favorite Bible passages, they'd like to see this, like exactly how it happened. How many of their stuff you'd like to see? And when we get to glory, we're going to know. We're going to be with the Lord and go, Lord. I got his prayer, send me the super blockbuster video. I want to check out some videos, DVDs. I mean, you know, can you show me? I'm just so interested to know how that happened. But he said this, I I, I put sinews, verse 7, what, verse 6, I put sinews, I will bring flesh upon you. Verse 7, don't miss it. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Let's say it out loud. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Every person in this room is prophetic. Nobody told you. You just didn't know it. To be prophetic means to operate, operate in the inspiration of your own heart. The first realm of the prophetic is not the prophetic office. Very few men or women will ever walk in that in anybody's lifetime. The first realm of the prophetic, well, I'll tell you this story. The young married couple, man, young married couples, man, they get engaged. You know, they find their girl, their guy, they become retarded, really. I mean, when you get engaged, you just, ah, die. you can't touch, you kiss and all that, you know, I mean... Then you get married, dude, and you go, whoa, we're living 24 hours a week. You know, pick up your clothes, clean it. I mean, you know, that's why marriage seminars hit in about three years after you're married. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's all really good, but then you start, you've got to work it out. So th- this young couple gets married, and they're so in love, dude. They're believers, but they have a knockdown, dragout. First argument, <clears throat> and, you know, her mom comes out of her, and his dad comes, you know, and they're <laughs> And they go to bed and don't get it right. It's so sad, isn't it? Don't let, you know, the sun go down. And they they they're ticked off. He he's he's a manufacturing guy. He goes off to work and he's grinded now though. It's a skateboarder. He's grinded, man. He goes. God, what I'm stupid? What did I do? And they they usually talk, you know, at break and at noon and the afternoon break. And he's on the way home. He's only got nine dollars. He can get three roses for nine dollars. That's all he's got in his wallet, and he gets home and said, "I'm so sorry." It was a divine. It was an inspiration of his own heart. It's prophetic. I know you're not hearing me because every group I stand in front, they go, I-, "I thought it was like Rick Joyner and Bob Jones and he's really, no, That's way out there. You're a. Pro- if, if dwelling place is not a prophetic people, I don't know who is. See, you operate by the inspiration. God said He made you in His image. You're prophetic. Look at your neighbor and say, dude, you're prophetic. We're going to do it one more time. Do, do it this way. You're more prophetic than you know. Look at you. You're more prophetic than you know, dude. Come on. That's right. You, This is getting in there, Mitch. It's getting in them right now. Dwelling Place. This is a prophetic church. The second realm of the prophetic is to speak or sing by divine inspiration. Danielle was singing the other night. I said, girl, take my job. She said, wow, she's singing the word. Is Amy in here right now? Amy it was blowing my mind. Where is she at? Is she out? She's helping in children's? Show. I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you, your singers, Miss Tara. Uh, uh, Panera? Okay, whatever they got to do, bro. I mean, burn stones or Valley of Dry Bones. I'm saying it right now. I mean, get the message down, bro. Okay. Here's what I'm saying. You're very prophetic. So it says in verse 7, I prophesied as I was commanded. Ezekiel, thanks for being obedient. If you would have solved this prophet or not, prophetess or not, I, I'm going to have to... Now, he didn't answer the question in verse 3 very well to me personally, but I've never walked a mile in Ezekiel's shoes. But if, if he would have asked me, can these bones live again? I'm going, God, you know they can, man, because I know who you are. You got so much life and power. We'll get dry bones, put them together, glue, boom, it's going to happen. That's my heart with my God. But he says, Lord, you know, I got a religious to me, and maybe I don't know. I'm going, let's pretty religious, bro. Yes or no, dude? Come on, Ezekiel. Now, I, I mean, he's a great, huge prophet guy, like I said. But he said, but I, I did prophesy as I was commanded. The first realm of prophecy is to open the gateway to there. I can't hear you. Go back to verse 4. The first prophetic act like you're going to start speaking over your city and homes and businesses. You're going to prophesy, hear the word of the Lord. You get It's getting in you now. The second one is you can start into the new life, come to life. Prophesy that God's breath will come into in. Verse 5. We're down on verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. <clears throat> As I prophesied, there was a noise. Everybody say noise. Man, it's late at night. You're tired. You don't like noise. You have a baby. You're going to have noise. It's awesome. That's why a lot of people over 50 and 60, we got earplugs at our church because we have, the music's pretty loud. And we don't care. I mean, we're up front about it. We don't care. I mean, but a lot of our older people, they get it and they're flowing with the young people. I mean, we're not going softly in a good night, but there's going to be noise. Noise is good. There was a noise. I wonder what that noise was. I mean, I produced music all my life. And suddenly, everybody circles suddenly, right in your Bible. Suddenly, the suddenly We could pray this. You could do this for a month, Rick. Somehow in your prayer room sets, and whatever you decide to do here, time-wise. The suddenlies of God, we're we'll actually a book of Acts. So look up suddenly or su- you know, sudden, suddenly. And the, it's, it's mind-blowing. And suddenly, suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, I looked. The sinews and the flesh were growing on them. What? And the skin covered them. What? And there was no breath in them. Oh, it was so cool. We're in the vision. We're all caught up in it. And they're fully formed bodies with skin still laying on the valley floor. Freaking me out. Lord, not liking. Them. I'm not feeling the love on that. What? Could you imagine Ezekiel looking at him going? There was no breath in them." You're going to prophesy to the breath of God. Burnstones, Valley of Dry Bones. People are going to start coming back to life. You have the power to do that. The Lord, you're junior underneath the Lord, and He's the Great Shepherd, Great Power Master. But I'm telling you, you have the ability. You're going to. Some of you are going. I don't know. I don't you know if I like Ken Henry. That's okay. I don't. It's it's really not a problem. But you're going to wake up tomorrow morning thinking about this because this city could be one of the Roanoke Christian. The, this big area. Could be one of the first areas that the Great Awakening hit. It comes first to your area, and it makes sense because of the two major college campuses. There's two, three, two. I'm telling you, where kids are, that's where the Lord shows up. If you're going to be, you know, Pharisaical and all of it, you got it all locked down. The Lord ain't coming. It's up to you. I mean, if you want to change and tenderize your heart and get hungry again, thirsty people still get filled, hungry people still, I mean, that's the way it is. But usually great awakening has to do with the people under 25 and 28. It, it'll, and then older people, we just ride on the way. We just get on the tsunami off the ocean of his presence and go with it. That's how I started in youth ministry years ago. We go at the end. There's no breath in verse eight. We're almost finished. Verse nine, he said, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say, Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds. Are you kidding me? The reason this came back to me, Rick, is we're walking out of the prayer room about three years ago with Jim. And I said, bro, word of the Lord, what do you got right now? It's like 12.05. We just finished a 90-minute prayer room. And said, he goes, prophesied to the breath of God. Let's go. Let's get it all together. Oh, hold it. Where was that? I missed the memo on that. What? He said, I want you as my people in the face of earth to prophesy to my breath. Dude, that's really a high level. Are you sure, God? Like, I was a sinner before. I know you saved my life. He said, no, I want you worship, and worship in worship and prayer. Start prophesying that my breath, the breath of God. Because he breathed into Adam's nostrils and he became what? He became a living soul. Anybody interested? Wave at me if you're still here and you're interested. We're almost done. We've got to get ready for the second service, dude prophesy to the breath of God I was bowed over I'm going to say give me a minute I want to get over in the corner on my knees for a minute and seek the lord so God I want to get ready to do the first prophetic to act is to do what we're going to say open let them hear the let the the valley of dry bones going to hear the word of the, their gateway to their hearing is open and then you can say come to life but then you're going to actually prophesy look back at verse 9 you're going to prophesy to my breath come from the four winds o breath Other translations, a breath of God. And breathe on these slain that they may live again. I'll stop for one minute on every addictive behavior known to man. You know, we passed laws years ago, almost in every state now. Thank God that any fire station, any police station, anywhere in any state, you can drop your baby off, no questions asked really when did we start that when did that that now it's one thing for you know in in the 50s 60s 70s black men you know left their their, not even their girlfriend then it turned into asians white hispanic we got a bunch of men ran away they even if they got married made a vow they just ran away well dude you're sending a really bad message to the generations underneath of you Keep the vow. If you're going to get married, keep the vow. What I'm saying is that we have so many addictive behaviors. How do people in their right mind ever get the alcohol? I can't go to bed without the alcohol at night. How can, it, how can you snort lines of cocaine? And all these high-level athletes, millions of dollars. Um, you know, I just heard about the jockey that rode the horse charismatic. He died at 30. He couldn't get off the, meth, the, the crack and the meth, methamphetamines. He had hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars when he died. Don't you think that's a devil? How, every I hate, you know, the pornography thing is a crazy. Rick Joyner figured this out. <clears throat> they were doing their main conference down in Jacksonville, Florida, and he he was praying. that the Lord said, "I want you to ask the manager of the hotel, secular guy, what's the highest usage of pornography of any convention? Whether you had a porn convention." He goes, well, it's when pastors and church guys are here. Further, and the Lord, I, I, I serve a big God. I know he can He can do this. We can see Restoration America. They say if pornography went out of existence overnight, it would affect our economy. We'd have a downturn in our economy. I mean, I find that hard to believe, but I'm telling you, this is over. We have to pursue the Lord now. So we're going to prophesy to the Valley of Dry Bones hear the word of the Lord. Then we're going to prophesy, come to life, verse 5, come to life. And then the third thing is we're going to prophesy to the breath of God. Wave at me if you get what I'm saying. We're done now, but I'm saying, look look at the scripture. And the slain, I love the slain. I cry for the slain. My heart bleeds for the slain. I mean, people, that's why I brought up addictive behaviors or, or, you know, if you go through a really hard divorce or I mean, people are just they, they shell up that you can tell you can meet them and go, God this could do so much in your life. But let's just get you going again. Let's get a little prayer going. We'll be easy. We'll go. We'll be very kind with you. We'll go slow and constant. I mean, whatever it takes to get you back online. The most powerful people ever alive on the face of the earth the wealthiest people ever on the face, the people with the most resources ever. It's called America greater than the Roman Empire. Now we've come to the land of comfort and ease and we're the ultimate consumer nation. Prophesied to the breath. So verse 10, what happened? I prophesied again and the breath came into them. They stood up, they lived, they stood up, they lived an exceeding great army. Is Ben still in here? my boy, I, want to, I need a keyboard player. Anybody, jump on the keyboard. I want us to put your Bible to the side. We're gonna start praying right now. We thank you, Father God, the power of your Holy Spirit. Ezekiel 37, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, Lord. I love dwelling place. I get it. This is one of the coolest churches I've been to in ten years. Awesome. But now you've got to train this church at the next level with prayer and worship. We're going to start prophesying over Virginia Tech. It's Radford. That's the name of the other university, right, Radford? We're, prophes- we're going to prophesy over dorms. We're prophesying over businesses. Father, we're praying right now, take Ezekiel 37 line upon line and put it deep in our spirit, man, right now. This church is so unusual. Look, a spirit-led church. Oh, look, a church that loves to worship. They love your presence. I pray that you give dwelling place churches, all four of them that I met this weekend, God, give them a revelation of who they are. I'm a prophetic errand boy holding up a mirror and saying, you look pretty good, but you're on the way to great. You look pretty good. But show them, Lord, their destiny, the potential of the dwelling places. You kidding me? A church actually calls themselves the dwelling place? Something good's got to come out of this, Lord. They actually call themselves the dwelling place. They're deep in worship, Lord. They're learning about prayer. But now they're going to start prophesying in their car, in their home, in devotional prayer, in corporate prayer. The Valley of Dry Bones, the number of people just sitting dead in denominational church is going to change. Burnt stones are coming back to places like the dwelling place, Lord. I heard it all weekend long. All their leaders say the same thing, Father. Well, somebody had to be a hospital. Somebody had to have a clinic. So you don't really dress up and do all this kind of stuff. We're not uppity because, well, we're a hospital. We have gurneys at the front door. We go out in the parking lot. We we get them in. We bring them in to the medicinal center where the balm of Gilead is. I get it, Lord. Welcome to the dwelling place where the balm of Gilead dwells. Where the healing ointments of God are here in prayer and in worship and in Your presence. Strengthen now, I pray. Lord, strengthen now, I pray. Strengthen now, I pray. Strengthen. Strengthen the leadership. Both the small and the great, God, from the least to the greatest, whoever that is here at Dwelling Place, strengthen right now. I pray for all four of them, Lord, right now. There are all four churches in different locations. Strengthen the leadership. Both the small and the great, God, prophesy to the breath. We're going to prophesy that dry bones will hear the word of the Lord. We're going to prophesy, come to life. And then we're going to prophesy to your very breath to actually do the come to life, Lord. Here we remain, 1030. Sunday morning in May, so be it now, Lord. By the power of your Holy Spirit, everybody said, yes, Lord. Say it again, yes, Lord. Hmm. Now, on your way out today, I don't know what's left. Um, There's CDs. We help scholarship our interns through anything that you guys buy. I'll mention Forever Worthy. It's our new church-wide album. We've done songs from that all weekend. Something I didn't mention, we have an instrumental album called Skyview. We built it for devotion. Uh, and then we're really out of the manuals and stuff. But, again, I'm just thanking you guys, Mitch and Rick, for your hospitality. And you can come up and do offering or whatever you want to close with. Yeah. You know, I couldn't help
0: but notice in Psalm 37, verse 2. For the Lord said, uh, he caused me to pass among them and round about. Oh, what are you saying? The Lord saying, you're in the midst of it. Wherever you go, prophesy. And Tom, you Tom, know, prophesy into the dry bones of the geology department. Brian. You know, in your classrooms at Tech and Radford, and you know, in our jobs, we're among it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But also, I just feel in the spirit too that there's some of us in here that uh, I felt like needed prophesied into. And so I, what, uh, you got a word. Come here.
2: I felt like yesterday was, there's was just something just really on me all day. And I'm like, what? Something very familiar, I feel like, to my past. And because I really wasn't, Annabelle was helping me out. We were talking earlier. And I just really felt like there's just this place. And when I walked in, y'all were up worshiping. And I just have just felt like this place of like forgotten. And like not honored, like people that feel like that they've longed to be valued and to be honored and have not felt worthy to anyone or really valued to anyone. And probably for years have just even felt shut down. And so I felt like just this place of even giving breath to the, to the dry bones, but the Lord, you know, he gives honor, like he bestows honor and to those that haven't been honored he gives greater honor. And so I felt like this morning like that that was the breath that just that place where even you've felt things have died or that are dry bones like God's wanting to breathe into that. Like he sees it, like he sees you and he knows you and he loves you. But I I don't know. I just felt like like that. Really all weekend, I was just feeling like 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 he sees all, like he notices all, like every glance of everyone's eyes ravishes his heart, you're not forgotten, you're not hidden, um, you're not less important to him and and for the body to function, like we really do need everyone, like everyone is needed. fullness can only be found in that, so
3: On Friday night, um, as we were starting, I uh, kept smelling this fragrance, and uh, I was asking God what it was, and, uh, and He said it was a, a fragrance of a, a healing balm that He was bringing. It was so sweet. I smelled it, and I just never wanted to leave. And uh, even yesterday, uh, while worship was going on in the morning, I could uh, kept feeling this wind blow. And felt it pierce in my heart. And, uh, like Leah is saying, I, I knew God was speaking value to places where we'd been misunderstood, in places where uh, gifts have laid dead and callings have laid dead in our hearts. Um, even some generationally, where people had felt misunderstood before and things had been shut off. And I knew God was breathing life into areas of people's hearts again. Just like he was saying, to, to call to the wind, to breathe life. I I um, went home and was studying. And uh, In the first chapter of Jeremiah, God speaks to Jeremiah and says, Jeremiah, I wove you together in your mother's womb, and I consecrated you as a prophet to the nations. And there's a place, even in my own life, that uh, I used to believe that God waited on me to be born and see what my personality was like and said, oh, I'll give him a prophetic gift. But there's no truth in that. God wove me together. He created me just the way He wanted me to be. It's not by chance that you've got the things that you've always felt in your life. Those stirrings, those things that you've always felt, those things that you've always had passion to do. That's not by chance. God didn't wait to see how you were going to operate and how you were going to be and what your personality was going to be like and then say, oh, I guess that'll work. He destined that from the womb. He destined that even before you were. In Psalm 139, he says, I saw every day ordained for you. He knew what you were going to be. He knew who you were going to be. He took his time weaving you together. We speak value over who you are. We speak value over who you are.
0: So I just want to, I just want to ask uh, if any of you. This Jared and Lee were just speaking. I mean, Jared and uh, Leah were speaking as words. I just want to invite you to come. Uh, really, I mean, there's about a number of people in this that we want to speak into you and just pray into you. But I time I got a word. Uh, Will is this? You, is your daughter? How oh, I Miss daughter. Uh, what's your name? Chelsea. Um, where's Stacy? Where's Stacy? Stacy, is she around? She were kids. Somebody like that. Go relax and come back up. Yeah, go on. <laughs> but I heard a part, Chelsea. There was a, a reason why I went to get, tell them to get Stacy. I heard it as I looked at you and I saw this phrase going over around you it's too good to be true. This love that's for you is too good to be true. And the reason why I ask it, Stacy, because Stacy had got in relationships. Oh, that's probably not relevant for you. I hope not. But, <laughs> but there's a place that God's wanting to birth in you—a hope and a longing and knowing this love that He has for you is not too good to be true. So that some dude come along and start, you know, laying lines on you. You know the love of Jesus, the bridegroom? You're going, it ain't like his. So I just wanted Stacy, when she gets back up here, I want uh, her and I want you all to pray over Chelsea. Just just love. And uh, I saw a shade, you know, like in a window shade. You pulled it down. Jesus said, let it out. And he'll shine in. Beautiful. Beautiful. So I just want to, this invitation, we just really want to speak into you and pray over you. I know there's some in here that just need, so come on. Come on, yeah. Come on. Just face forward if you would. I just want some people to respond. Come on, we need help. Help. Ann? Anna? Brian? Ben? In front of him. Let's pray into if you want prayer, face forward and if you come to help, just come and face, face back yeah, Lord, we so we just uh, die. we just prophesy over over uh, these brothers and sisters, life in the name of Jesus. We just speak into them life, that which has died off. Lord where they felt, devalued. Lord, we speak, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I need some more, Pat. I need some more. Lord, we just pray life in the name of Jesus. going to pray we're going to have, go ahead and pray over them but i just want to dismiss the service but i just want to also make this announcement y'all uh we want to honor kent and i we're not going to take an official offering here but I, you know i just want to ask you to invite you to put an offering in the box to honor kent and uh blessing and so uh, if you do just make make sure you put an envelope and highlight it and uh and we just don't just don't pass this opportunity because there's a phenomenal opportunity to honor Kent. And then and I know that there'll be an honoring and return for that. So I just want to pray. Father, we just pray right now as you're doing many things, Lord, in the Spirit. I just want to thank you for the brothers and sisters, Lord, of this body, Lord, and, and this fellowship. Lord, we just want to speak blessing. And Lord, that we hear the word of the Lord and we go out from here knowing that your word will not return into you empty without, without accomplishing the purpose where you sent it. Lord, you tell us that you watch over your word to perform it. And Lord, as we go out of here, that we would speak the Word of God wherever we go. Declare life, breathe, live. So Lord, that we would look for the, dry, uh, the burnt stones, the dry bones, and the lost. And Lord, we would speak into them. That we would not be a church who is critical and hopeless. Lord, but be one full of life prophetically speaking and singing grace and mercy. So, Lord, I speak blessing in the name of Jesus, Lord. In the name of Jesus. God bless.